Welcome back to the Project Gen X podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with... It's just a bunch of Muppets. It really is. Uh, yeah, I'm here with just a bunch of Muppets. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Anyway, I'm Big Dick. Yeah, laugh it up, fuzzball. <laughs> that actually works with me. It actually does, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so this episode, we are going to be talking about the 1983 movie, um, something you might have heard of, called Return of the Jedi, you know, it's I, don't know, I think it's part of a series of something, or I don't know. It's like it's know, just a bunch of Muppets. Yeah, I know. It's a, um, yeah. I have expressed before metal bikini how in 1983 mm-hmm. I experienced my first disappointment with fan with a fandom, or not a fandom, but with a a franchise that I loved. Yeah. <laughs> and it was this movie. <laughs> and to say that does not mean that I don't like Return of the Jedi. It's just not my favorite of the original trilogy. <laughs> no, it's really not. It's got some good points in it. It does, you know, and I rewatched it just last night before, you know, as we're recording this, it was the night before. Yeah. Um, I rewatched I had, it. I had not watched the movie in a long while. Yeah, it's been a minute. And I quite enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. Well, now, I will say this. You got to watch the... I got to watch... The original. Well, I got to watch the closest to the original as I can. As I can. Um, for those of you who remember back in 2005... When Star Wars was put on DVD, well, actually, I take that back. There was a box set that was put out of the special editions. Yeah. Previously, I think it was like 02, 03, somewhere around in there. Um, And then they were re-released individually in 05. Yeah. And it was the Star Wars Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi on DVD, special editions on DVD. But they all came with a second disc that Lucasfilms said, fine, you want the original untouched stuff? Well, this is as close as you're going to get. And they basically took the laser discs from the mid-90s, did absolutely nothing to them whatsoever, and then dumped them off on a DVD on a second disc that only says bonus disc. It does not say original whatever. It just says bonus disc. Officially, they are a bonus feature in this. (laughs) And they gloriously look like shit and sound like shit, and I love them. I was watching on my 65-inch TV that I have in there. This thing is not letterbox. It is about a third of the screen in the middle of a big black border oh, all they, the way around oh, it. They, they four by three did, <laughs> and they didn't even do a good four by three. Oh no, of it. I'm telling you, it's like it's a, and I mean it's got it has all of the film imperfections on it, you know, all the little 
bops and yep. beeps and and you know and and all this kind of stuff and the sound is terrible at some points and there's really bad ADR and all kinds of stuff and it is wonderful <laughs> because it's not those special editions. I will say this, I have never seen the or I have never comp- watched the special edition of Return of the Jedi all the way through. I have seen bits and pieces of it where I've been walked through rooms when it was on or like was flipping through the channels and caught the very end of it when it's it was all playing I, on all I have TNT left. or whatever it was, you know. And But, yeah, I will not, never purchase the original trilogy on any format again until they finally open the vault and release those original cuts. They'll never movies. do it. Well, then yeah. I have the, the versions that I'm going to have. That's ultimately what it comes down to in glorious standard definition. So it's... <laughs> there There are two people that I hate now hmm. as an old man. Kathleen Kennedy. No. And <laughs> okay, maybe three. Maybe three. Okay. But it's George Lucas okay. for screwing up the original three. Mm-hmm. And it's Harrison Ford. Okay. For killing Han Solo. Yeah. He wanted to do that That's the reason in Empire. He, that's the reason he ended up in Carbonite. All right, because he did not want to come back for the third one, and rather than killing him, they put him in Carbonite to see if they could negotiate him coming back. Yeah, but I officially cannot stand the guy now. Well, I, I, Harrison I have, Ford has I have, been a grumpy old man since he was in his mid-30s when he made Star Wars. Yeah. He probably earlier than that, but... We know officially from that point on he has been a grumpy old man. Like, there's a new Indiana Jones movie out right yeah, now. No, there's not. And I I have no want to go see it whatsoever. There are three Indiana Jones movies, that's it. And a, te- a television series. That's it. Which three? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yeah. And Indiana Jones and the uh, Last Crusade. Okay. And then there is the young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Okay. That's all the Indiana Jones that that exists outside of some video games and you know, you know, comic yeah. book or novels or whatever type stuff. There, there is nothing else, and there will never ever be anything else. That's it. Yeah. Anything else is fan fiction. That's all it is. So. All right. So back to <laughs> Return of the Jedi. There's my mini rant about Indiana Jones. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Return of the Jedi. Uh, released in May on May 25th of 1977 or 19 not, excuse me that was Star Wars 1983 try again 1983 um, and you know after the way that Empire Strikes Back ended for the next three years the anticipation of oh this oh, is going to yeah. have to be good this is going to be good this has got to be good something I realized rewatching this movie last night mm-hmm. this is not a movie it is a mini movie and then most of a bigger movie. Okay. All of the stuff on Tatooine at Jabba with Jabba feels like a pre completely pre-quel. out of the rest of the movie. Yeah. And that is about the first quarter of the movie or first so. third not even the third I mean, it's it's the, it's about the first quarter this did you realize i did not realize this was the last like i knew all i knew that all three of the star wars original trilogy were, were two-ish hours like over around two hours long yeah this one was two hours and was 14 minutes or something like that so it was over two hours 
all that Java, Java stuff, Java, all that Java stuff is yeah. about half an hour. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's less than, all right. Yeah. yeah. It's about a quarter of the movie ish. I really felt like George Lucas needed a better editor on this movie and not for any plot, just for pacing more than anything else. Yeah. Because there there are starts and stops and starts and stops and starts and stops and just kind of like, hey, we could, we could, we could, we could, you know, we could meld this down into something that would be fine. Yeah. But it's just a little too much. I think there was probably some stuff that hit the cutting room floor oh, that should not is. have hit the floor. And you probably need to edit, find those pieces and edit it back in to make it flow a do little better. Do you remember, do you have the blu-rays that no. came out you know a few years ago no. you know when they were like they made the big deal about hey we're releasing the original trilogy on blu-ray you know and it was and we're and you know trilogy. i know and it was it was the what fourth version of the of the well the of thing, the special edition the way <laughs> the way it was leaked out is that the blu-rays were supposed to have the original untouched versions on the blu-rays but they didn't happen and they didn't happen I know. They and didn't george happen. lucas has said he, he never intended to ever release those again and supposedly part of the disney deal was you will never release the original versions of those as long as i'm alive supposedly so supposedly he doesn't have to be alive yeah well, that's a whole other thing. Man, he's in his late seventies now. You know, I mean, it's, but yeah, but that was apparently, uh, supposedly, I say supposedly, and there were several, there were several sources that confirmed it. You know, in the initial. So was what like, you're saying is, <laughs> no, we're not killing George Lucas. Okay, <laughs> but that was if he suddenly becomes unalive, unalive, yeah. we can get. The original untouched trilogy in theory i'm sure in but theory? the way disney has treated star wars so far i wouldn't trust them to do anything at this point so yeah, you're not wrong um what's that line from batman you either die a hero or you or live, live long, long enough, enough to see yourself become the enemy yeah mm-hmm. which as we're recording this you realize that the dark knight was released like 15 years ago like, <sighs> Like just recent, like I think it was last week or something like that. Can't be that long yep. ago. Two thousand eight. Love those movies. I, I love those Batman movies. I that is our previous episode about comfort food. Mm-hmm. The Dark Knight yeah. is one of those movies that, like, I know that it's two and a half hours long. I don't care. Yeah, I can just like sometimes I'm just like it's it's time. To watch the world burn. Yeah. And it's just, <laughs> it's time to watch Harvey Dent be turned from the, you know, the white knight into the, uh, you know, into the two face, you know, yeah. and that kind of stuff. And it's just like, nope. No. Okay. So, anyway, that's, there's our tangent. Um, so, 83. 83, I was closing out third grade. I was 10 years old. Yeah, I was nine. It's closing out third grade. And the Scholastic book thing that we used to get yeah. every year. Okay. Mm-hmm. The storybook for 
you know, because they had the, you know, there was, because I, I think we posted photos of them before. You know, I have those original, like one of them is a storybook, the, yeah. the storybook for uh, Star Wars, which was really cool because there were stuff, there were pictures in there, stuff that didn't actually make it into the movie. Yeah. Oh, I remember it was before we got into that. Before we get into this, yeah, we were talking about when you said there was probably some stuff on the cutting room floor. Yes. Blah, blah blah blah. When they when they announced that they were releasing those Blu-rays. Mm-hmm. Uh, at I can't remember if it was San Diego Comic Con or if it was D twenty three or one of those things. Okay. Yeah. They showed. They were like, "Hey, do you want to see a deleted scene from Return of the Jedi?" Yeah, of course, everybody's like, "Yeah, you know whatever." And there was this really cool scene that was shot that never made it into the movie. That was that's up in the deleted scenes on the on the Blu ray disc apparently. Yeah. Of Luke Skywalker. I think he's sitting in a cave or something like that, and he's working on his lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And Darth Vader calls out to him through the Force, and Luke, you see Luke like raise his head. He's got his his robe on. He's got the hood up, and he raises up. And when he does, he lights the lightsaber. Mm. It was a really cool like scene of like yeah. that would have been awesome. But after rewatching it last night, I was like that feels like one of those things that probably needed to get cut because there's too much of these non sequiturs to begin with of like, I get that you're trying to set up what's coming, but there's a much smoother way to do all of this. Well, there was probably (laughs) footage around that. that There probably is. I know. And I I know that that, those Blu-rays are supposed to have a bunch of previously unseen deleted stuff, but you just cannot get me to buy them because they're not the original. They're not the original trilogy. So, yeah. Uh, no, back to what I was saying. I ordered the storybook. From the Scholastic Book Scholastic Fair. thing. And when they came in, there was a note that came with it. Everybody got their stuff. Yeah. But I did not get my book. And there was a note that came from Scholastic that apparently they sent out to everyone saying, this book will be shipped later. Because we don't, our uh, Lucasfilm doesn't want this getting out before the movie's released. Okay. You know, for plot points, I guess. Yeah. I did wind up getting the book before the school year was out, but, but really, and even got it before the movie was released. Okay. But very close to it. Like, yeah. We're talking pretty much the week of, you know, type thing. It actually came in, you know, and it was like, yeah. To which, you know, I was nine years old and I didn't, spoilers weren't even a real thing yet, you know, this or that, whatever. And I was just excited. And, were, and I go home and I'm reading the book and I get through it. And of course, you know, the nine years old and I'm like, oh, that bikini thing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, there was yeah, pictures yeah. of it in there. I guess in this, oh, blah, 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 blah. Leia's his sister? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and rewatching the movie. Mm hmm. When Leia realizes what she's done, mm. there's like a little look of disgust. There's a little bit of like, oh, 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 yeah, I know. Yeah, I noticed that too. Like rewatching, it, it was like, oh no, I Alabama this, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, uh, but yeah, but it was it, it rewatching it again. Like I said, not well. Let, let's go back into it. Going to see it in the theaters again. My mom 
was the person who took me to all, yeah. all these movies. You know, she was as big a fan as I was, you know, of all this stuff. Yeah. She even read the story book before I did and even made something like, what was all that stuff with Luke and Leia being sister, brother and sister, you know, yeah. whatever. And then like going to the theater and being like, well, maybe it was wrong. Like not knowing, you know, like well, maybe this, you know, there was stuff that was in that first book that wasn't in the movie, you know, <laughs> just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then like going and seeing the movie and really enjoying it mostly. For the most part. Mostly. But still coming away with it being like, being that was the first time I remember, it wasn't just like being disappointed by something that I was really looking forward to, but it was more of a, the first time I remember being really excited walking out of the theater and then thinking about it yeah, after the fact and being like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. No, that, what? No, that there's some, and like not even being like immediate, it was over time of like, wait a second. This doesn't make sense. Like, what? what is this? What is that? You know, and then when it was released on videotape. Yes. Okay, and this is the funny thing. I only saw it in the theater once. Okay, most of us only. Saw it was it was that one that initial time yeah. seeing it in the theater. Unlike Star Wars, which I saw like nine times in the theater between seventy seven and wow, whatever. Good for it was. you. Yeah, of uh, that was kind of. One, I don't know if I talked about this one. That that was one of those things. Like I said, I've said many times. My mom was a stay at home mom. Yeah, and that was kind of our thing. We would go to the movies. Yeah. quite a bit, and. Of course, back then you also remember like tickets were like three dollars a piece or something. I know, understand that's like in nineteen eighty money, seventy nine eighty money. You know, which is yeah three times that now, which is about what we're paying for tickets now. I guess about twelve bucks or whatever. You know, but it was one of those things that you go hit a matinee. It was even cheaper than that. You know, it was, it was like two. It was like two dollars or two fifty or something like that. So it was like all right, yeah. fine. And that would be one of those things. What do you want to go see? If there wasn't something new out that. I wanted, you yeah, know, we wanted to see, you go back and see Star Wars again. I think, you know, I saw way, Indiana Jones, I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark four or five times in the theater. There was know? only like, like two or three movies that I got to see multiple times. And that was because one of my friends or somebody wanted to go do it for their birthday. And I'd mm-hmm. already been to see it. And there's like, well, I want to go do this for my birthday. And so I'd get to go do it and watch it again. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, but that was, yeah. Star Wars, Star Wars. Not a new hope. Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> Again, I saw it when it was just called Star Wars before it had a new hope. And it, and it was there. it was Star Wars, and all it said above the the wording was Episode four. four. Exactly. Exactly. And we like, all of us what? looked at that. Episode like, four. What does that mean? mean? Episode I know. four. Um. So were, were there three more of these that yeah, we missed? Yeah, we missed. I know. I know. And um, so that was the first movie that I remember seeing. Multiple times. Yeah. Like that was the, oh no, I want to see this again. I want to see it again. And then of course, once it hit videotape, it was on. It was just oh, like, yeah. oh, we're going to watch this movie. Y'all. Every time there's a sleepover, we're watching Star Wars. Every time that it's a weekend, I got nothing oh. else to do. We're going to watch Star Wars. Oh, we're, going to go, we're going to the video store. We're renting Star Wars. It's, or it's, like, <laughs> it's the weekend and I'm wearing my Star Wars underoos. Exactly. And I'm we're watching pizza, Star Wars. And we're going to watch, and I'm going to make popcorn and I'm going to watch Star Wars. But I like had the Yoda underoos. Yeah. And yeah. I, had, I didn't quite never had that, but it was... 
But yeah, I mean, it was that kind of you the underoos? No, I think I had one pair of underoos. I think it was Batman or something, like oh. way back. I was little. Like, yeah. I was little, little. Um, back when, you remember this. Remember when they had to recall on underoos? No. Because they would catch on, they were flammable. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, I remember that. Like, they had, like, a massive recall on them because a couple of people got burned, like, sitting too close to, like, uh, like uh, 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 the stoves. Or like a like a, a heater like heaters you know like, oh, yeah, that wow. kind of stuff no, yeah and so they had this massive recall too much nylon huh? uh, yeah kind of like the uh, the Battlestar Galactica the the that that shot the the torpedoes the little oh yeah the Cylon and the and the um, oh what were the um, what were the, the good guys called. Is it razors? Is that what they were called? Oh, something. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, there. There's a, there's, but they 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 had the, they had the little like they would shoot little project like missiles yeah. out of, the, and they had the kid choked to death on one, and they had a huge recall on those. It's funny. We might have to do an episode about recalls because there's been a ton of them over the years. Yard darts. Yeah. yeah, yeah yes, yes. Lawn darts. Lawn it's darts. Like, lawn darts is a top one I can remember. Um, where was it? Okay, so we you know, and I was having this conversation recently talking about we were going to do this episode with my cousin Charlie okay. because he's yeah. been working with me and dad on the, the old place and we got talking about Return of the Jedi I said we were doing an episode about Return of the Jedi and I told him I was like you know a lot of the memories I have about Return of the Jedi are not going seeing it in the theater it was when it was released on videotape about six months later which was about the the, the lead time yeah. Yeah. sometimes it was longer but it was always at least six months, which means it would have been released somewhere around Christmas-ish. Yeah. My birthday's in January. And so having the sleepover birthday party for my 10th birthday and renting that movie and watching it and then all of us like playing with the action, the, the, all the Star Wars figures yeah. and stuff. And I got, like, I, that's more of my memory of Return of the Jedi is that than the actual movie yeah. itself, you know? I can see that. And, you know, the I older think, I get, the more I appreciate those memories, <laughs> you know? that's. I think <laughs> we even had to rent the VCR. Yeah, well, to, we had a VCR rent. by that point. We um, did. Uh, I, yeah, we already had one by 84. Uh, but, yeah, but I do remember we Star did. Wars, two things I remember about Star Wars that, that the original movie Star Wars... Yeah. Was when it hit VHS, that was a huge deal. Yes. Which was in like 81 or 82 or something like that. It was one of those things where it was like, that was a big deal because VCRs were starting to become a real thing in in homes. Like Mm -hmm. enough to where they're like, oh, well, why don't we just release all these movies, you know? Of it being in theaters, not on its first run, obviously, but also you could go down to the video store, the local video, because this is before there were chains, you yeah. know, the local mom and pop video store. Usually and inside a grocery store. Yeah, or something, and rent it, and then, you know, type stuff. And yeah. it's so cool of like, hey, I've got options of both of these. Um, And the other thing was when it was after all three of the movies had come out, probably by about a year or so. I want to say it was like either 84 or 85. CBS getting the rights to broadcast it on network television. Yeah. That was a big thing. Like they, that it was just such a big thing that they had like the entire night, the entire prime time was devoted to it. Yeah. And the first half hour or so of it was a documentary they put together talking to fans, 
how many times have you seen Star Wars? You know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then going showing some of the other stuff that eventually would wind up in like, you know, Empire of Light and, you know, in order or from Jet from Star Wars to Jedi, you know, and that kind that kind of stuff. That was really cool. Stuff that had stuff that had played on PBS yeah. making of stuff because Jim Henson Studios was involved with it, and so therefore PBS had the inside track to get that yeah. kind of stuff. I remember watching all that stuff because it was Star Wars was such a fascination at that time. I know we're talking a lot more about Star Wars than we are Return of the Jedi here, but we're going to get two because one leads to the other, you know. So, and also that was you know a lot of the thing with the other thing I remember outside of the movie that was really was that. As they did with, especially when Empire was released, that they would already have toys in the th- in the, the stores before the movie was released. Oh yeah, okay. Because the marketing the campaign, marketing, they they learned from the first time. Oh yeah, of like, wait, we don't have anything in the stores, and it was six months or it was almost a year afterwards before I actually I got I anything. A, I you think know, I had an Empire Strikes Back lunchbox. In yeah, there. I know, I know exactly. But you know, so they by this point when they get to the third movie, they've got this down. I remember yeah. buying something. I don't remember getting something. I don't remember what it was. You know, it was a vehicle of some sort. It might have been a speeder bike or something like that. You know, because they, well, these things look really cool. You know, mm-hmm. and, and opening it up, and you remember they used to come with the little catalogs inside that yeah. would show you everything that was available, and then flipping to the back, and all the Ewok stuff was blacked out. Oh, and there was a little note on that first page. That said, like when you got to that where it was like, why, why are there like everything was there, like the forest background and all that stuff, but the actual Ewok itself was just black, like you couldn't, yeah, you know, and it's saying on that first page that um, I forget, I, I don't know what the exact, I could probably find one if I went and searched, you know, to see what it says. But it's basically saying. They didn't want to spoil the Ewoks before they were seen in the theater. Yeah. You know, and then like getting to actually go see them and be like, what, these little mini Wookiees? Like what, this this was the thing that they didn't want to, you know, it's yeah, like. It's like <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember seeing that and I was like, why do we have Wookiee midgets? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that was, and it was funny because then like the stuff that was released after that, like a few months afterwards, you know, when they started yeah. some more stuff started coming out. That was there was just the pictures of the different Ewok toys that yeah. were available, whether they were plushes or they were the actual figures or you know whatever type of stuff. But they they did they hid what the Ewoks looked like all the way up until the right before the movie was released. Mom, I left my Wookiee in the dryer yeah. too long. <laughs> and you know, I'll admit, at the time, I liked the Ewoks. I thought they were. I was nine. I mean, it's yeah. like yeah, this okay, yeah, yeah. Again, as time went on, I'm like, I really don't like these guys. The other thing, and it didn't feel so much this time, but it is one of those that I remember once it came to VHS, a home video, mm-hmm. watching it a couple of times and being like, this movie doesn't feel like it takes place in the same universe as those first two. Not really. It, you know, There's something, the color palettes or something, where it's like, it felt way too polished it, that was the thing it just it felt way too polished yeah everything I, did I think I agree with you know you that's that. yeah. uh and 
and I mean that across the board. I mean, it's, it's one of those things. You go back and you watch the original Star Wars, and then you watch Empire Strikes Back. Han, not so much. But Luke and Layla... Layla. Luke and Leia. <laughs> Layla. You've been listening too much, Eric Clapton. No. <laughs> Luke and Leia, or Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher, yeah, have aged... I mean, neither one of them are old. Carrie Fisher went from being 19 to 25 during that time period. It's like, there's a lot of maturity that happens, especially yeah. to someone's face during that time, you know? And it's like, you know, she looks like she, especially for early 80s, like someone in their mid-20s, you know? It's like, because yeah. <laughs> we aged a lot differently back then, you know? Uh, Luke is starting to look like he's moving into middle age all of a sudden, even though I don't even think he was 30 by that point, yeah. you know? Uh, of course, Han um, Harrison Ford was already in his 30s, and he just kind of looked like your cool uncle by the time yeah. Empire rolls around. But it, which was just a, a he was you're, he was still your cool uncle that you would hang out with. You know, he may not be the the cool uncle that you know you have to go you know get bail money for like he was in the first one. But by the yeah. time, but he's still your cool uncle that you would go and hang out with, and and he'd be like, uh, "Hey kid, you want a cigarette? Don't tell your mom." Yeah, <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. You know, it's that kind of stuff. You know, but but yeah, those two especially. Um, um, they, I, I really could tell that I was like, wow, they, they've aged in that yeah. six years. Now, again, they were both still really young, but it was still that you see the progress of where they started to, to where they finished, you know? And I think that had a little bit to do with it also, because those movies are, you know, I think there's only supposed to be about six or eight months between the end of empire and the beginning of Jedi. Yeah. And but you, you can tell, and you can years. tell, three years has passed during that time yeah. period. <laughs> well, the cocaine was starting to catch up, and there's that too. You Carrie know, that's Fisher. that that very much so. You know that that is. Uh, yeah. The other thing is, you know, we had heard about Jabba since the first movie. Yeah, you know that was a big thing. You know, Jabba, Jabba, Jabba was this looming bad guy, like this, just like this. Yeah, and then we get an animatronic slug. You know, I don't dislike it at all that's the other thing Tatooine just doesn't feel like Tatooine no in that movie in this movie no it doesn't at all like it, it's it, it, again it seems too polished it seems way too polished and clean yes and it's not supposed to be that way the Tatooine that we were introduced to six years prior was was dirty and run down and barren barren and there were places you just did not want to wind up yeah. because it would turn out poorly you might lose an arm or something you know and it was just kind of one of those okay but by the time we get to even Jabba's palace you know this gangster you know this this hut that's supposed to be you know this this you know this this person that you fear just didn't feel no. ominous uh, and neither did anybody in his palace, for that matter. No, you know, I mean, I do still love. I have. I, I love, love the Rancor. As you say, I will always have love for the Rancor. Yeah. I will always love the Rancor. We didn't get to see enough of it, you know, before. Yeah, I agree. Met its, I love the fact that we're getting to see a little bit more of Rancor over was with it, uh, uh, Book of Boba Fett. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, I remember that when they brought in the the Rancor. You know, I was yeah. like, all right, that's pretty cool that we get to. Do. But it's still at the same time, it's one of those like. Sometimes less is more, you know. It's, and I'll be honest, I'm done with all that Disney Plus stuff. I mean, across the board. So it, they, I enjoyed the first season of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the book of Boba Fett mostly. Okay. 
I enjoyed about half of the second season of The Mandalorian. I watched about 10 minutes of the first episode of the third season of The Mandalorian and said, and I am done. <laughs> and this is, no. <laughs> I am done. I have not watched a single frame of Andor. I did not watch a single frame I of... I tried to watch Andor. I did not enjoy it. I do not like that character. I did not watch a single frame of Obi-Wan... Obi-Wan was really good. I enjoyed And for what I've been told, how they rewrote the story. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm glad I didn't watch it. This no. This no. I'm not I am not gonna watch revision revisionist history. I am not doing okay, it. Okay, I understand. Um as I said before, as far as I'm concerned, there are four Star Wars movies. Are you counting Rogue hold on, One? Hold on. There are four Star Wars movies. There is a season of television that's Star Wars. Okay. There's a holiday special. Okay. And then there's just a bunch of fan fiction. Some of it better than others. <laughs> okay. And yes, the original trilogy and Rogue One are the movies. Yeah. Although I did like Solo. Solo was I good did movie. like Solo, but it gets on the high end of fan fiction. Okay. That's the <laughs> of the eh, it's almost there, you know. <laughs> All right. Say what you will. I like oh, Solo. Actually I take that back. I really enjoyed Star Wars Rebels also. I don't know if you ever watched it. Oh yeah, yeah. I loved that. I, I tried to watch Clone Wars after the fact because I was like, all right, let's go back and watch this, you know, and see what it, yeah. and I just, I couldn't get through much of it. I just didn't care about any of it, but I really, well, you missed the Ahsoka stuff. I know. And I knew her from, yeah, I watched enough of it to get into who that character was. And when she had come on rebels, I knew who she was because that was the character they were pushing a lot for clone warriors. I'm actually looking forward to the live action Ahsoka coming up. We'll see. I understand they're trying to bring Thrawn into it and I'm happy about that. They're also bringing in characters from rebels. Yeah. And and which again, I'm happy with that. I'm going to take it on a case by case basis. Okay. And I really, I really like Rosario Dawson as that character. Yeah. I think that was great casting. And from some of the screenshots I've seen, it looks like they're bringing the fabled E-Wing back into canon. Right. I know they're kind of doing some fan service with this one in a lot of ways. Yeah. But again, you know, like she was on, was it the second season of The Mandalorian or whatever, you know, for a couple episodes? I was, no, I like this. I am fine with this. Yeah. This is probably the best version of a cartoon character that you could do to make it seem like it lives in this world. Yeah. Okay. I'm really hoping that they don't screw, if they're bringing in characters from Rebels, I know it's the, the what's her, the uh, the Mandalorian, they're trying to bring her into it. Yeah. Uh, but they've already had a, a character from Rebels. Yeah. I, I, the, I, the big blue guy. Right. I can't think uh, of Zeb. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Zeb. I mean, they've already, I just want to see Chopper. That's, that's the big thing. I would love to see yeah. Chopper come into it. I love that. That That's probably my favorite droid of the new ones is Chopper. Okay. Quite honestly. Um, BB-8 is fine, whatever, but, that he was the one I was like, oh no, I like this guy. No, what guy's... was what was the droid that um, 
in Rogue One. Uh, I can't, I can't remember her name. Yeah, no, she was it, all no, right. No, no, no. Oh no, no, oh no, no, no. Oh, you're talking about Alan Tudyk's character. Alan uh, Tudyk's um, character. Yeah, I, he was cool too. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. that. I, I liked him. I can't think of his name though. I can't either. You know, it's funny. I really liked Rogue One. I can't tell you a single person that was in it. I can't tell you any of the character names. It's like well, I need than, to go back and rewatch. But it. other I haven't than seen Cassian, it. and I can't stand yeah. that character. I, I he's the most despicable character it's unlikable <laughs> i don't like that character yeah so back to return of the jedi uh, <laughs> and, and we can carry on a little bit into this because we're you know kids these days don't understand how good they have it okay <laughs> because this is what we got after return of the jedi yeah. That was official for a while. Okay. We got two made for TV Ewok movies. Yeah. Uh, Caravan of Courage and was it, what was the other one? I don't know. I don't remember the name of it. Both of them are terrible. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. We got a Christmas special. That was before. That was before. I'm talking about from the end of Jedi okay. until, okay, right. this is what we got. We got two made for TV Ewok movies. Yeah. We got a droids cartoon that ran for a season, I think. Yeah. We got an Ewok cartoon that, that ran for terrible. a season. Yeah. And ne- the droids one was better of the two, but neither one of them were great. No. Let's be honest. Then, in the early 90s, we got two really cool things. Lucas Arts commissioned Timothy Zahn to write the Heir to the Empire trilogy. Yeah. The introducing Grand Admiral Thrawn, Mara Jade. I mean... Who is who is Miss Nay's favorite yeah, character. Yeah, and characters that people to this day, 30-odd years later, still love, you know? And she is still angry that yeah, I know. Mara Jade I know. did not end up in the new Star Wars. But also, with this, right around the same time that those books were released, I think they were released like a year apart or something like that. Mm-hmm. Dark Horse Comics got the license to do the comics. to do the comic books, yeah. and the very first thing they did was called um, Dark Empire, mm-hmm. and it basically picks up a few years after the end of Return of the Jedi, and Luke is still learning more about you know the Jedi and yeah. studying all that kind of stuff, and he decides to start studying the dark side of the force well they try to learn to to try to learn to to, to control it and he kind of goes he never went completely bad but it was one of those things where it started corrupting him but the thing that really came out of that was that palpatine came back yeah because he had cloned himself and he had hundreds of thousands of clones yeah every time that he would get killed he would just go into a new one and come back. Yeah. Which, gee, where have we seen that in the last six years? Oh, that would be the... Rise final, of Skywalker. Yeah. I know. All of a sudden, it's like, hmm, gee, I wonder... I think you might have read some EU stuff there that you just said is no longer canon. Yeah. You know? But that was... But again, those were, those were cool that we got those two things that were so closely tied to and had LucasArts' official seal on them yeah. of this is canon... 
Well, they they even got into and then they and then after those that that, that Zahn trilogy did so well, they just went nuts. Well, Timothy Zahn the, wrote a bunch I know. of books, but you know, then you started getting we, into the, to the Jedi Academy stuff, and they started. They and I own a bunch of the Timothy yeah, Zahn I know. stuff, and the books actually go into Luke doing the dark studies yep. at one point. Yeah, and like I said, these were done in concert with each other. They weren't, oh, you know, they were so good. They were, and that's the whole thing. You know, once. I got through those those on books, and then they started the Jedi Academy yeah. stuff after that. And then there were books that were written, like there was uh, was it the the Truth at Baccarat or the Truth at ba- uh, Baccarat? Is that what it was or something? Like that. It was supposed to tell what happened after, right after yeah. Return of the Jedi. Of the hey, all right, look, all of our top leadership is gone, so we have to do something here yeah. and start setting up the New Republic so that we don't. You know, we got to figure out something or else we're going to be fighting forever, yeah. you know. And then there was, you know, the courtship of, of Princess Leia was in there, which, you know, her and Han got together during that one. Yep. And there were there were several stories that they bounced yeah, the back and forth. Twins. Yeah, and all that ben stuff. Ben was actually Luke and Mara Jade's kid. Mm-hmm. You know, they... And then, I mean, we could go on and on and on and on about yeah. all the EU stuff. But, again, that is the between 1983... And the early 90s, you know, for like seven years, seven, eight years, yeah. you know, it was this little thing. We got these two little stupid cartoons and these two little stupid made-for-TV movies. And then there was nothing for a while. And yeah. then all of a sudden we got this really cool stuff. Yeah. And then George Lucas announced, hey, I'm working on a prequels. And we and got we, excited. And we all rejoiced. Yeah. Until we sat in that theater that first night. <laughs> and there was Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> If you ever want to know truly what it was like on the lead up to The Phantom Menace, watch the movie Fanboys. Yeah. Because that has one of the greatest final lines of a movie ever. And it is so true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just, yeah, okay, this is, okay, cool. Um, and that's we did actually did an episode about fanboys. It's one that very few people have actually listened to. When I go back and look at the numbers, it's one of our lowest downloaded episodes ever. But you might want to go back. <laughs> you and might want to, especially to. if you like Star Wars, because it, and if you haven't seen the movie, go watch the movie. It, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's fine. It's and it's available in a lot of places. And then we got the announcement of the the, the last three, and we got hopeful. Well, Disney purchased them. Yeah. And we were all kind of like, eh, what's going to happen here? And then almost immediately there was an announcement of a sequel trilogy. Yeah. And there was much rejoicing in the land. And there because, was hope. Because the stink of the prequels was the last yeah. thing that we had. But we also, in the meantime, had gotten Clone Wars. Yeah. And a bunch of video games, you know, like Knights of the Old Republic, yeah. you know, and all this stuff. And people were like, really like, oh, wow, they're, they're, they're doing good stuff. Look at, you know, they're doing good stuff out, you know, and, out, there was, and, there, and there were still more books and there was more comics and there was all this kind of stuff. And there was hope. Yes. We had hope. And, and then I almost walked out in the middle of the first movie. I don't hate The Force Awakens like so many other people. I had a visceral reaction. Really? In the middle See, I of didn't. the first I one. liked it. I liked it. And it's where my hatred of Harrison Ford started. Yeah. Well, I liked it. I still kind of like it. Like, I have I have grown cold on it over the years. 
previous, you know, since. And then J.J. Abrams. But handed, those those handed the, the next reins two over movies, to Ryan Johnson. Those next two movies are just who should be drawn and quartered bad, for that piece bad, of garbage. Bad, bad. Okay, look, since we're talking about this, the Film Threat Prod podcast, Chris Gore, you know that they did Film Threat magazine for yeah. years and years. He was on G Four. He was on. Um, he was on a bunch of stuff. He was you know, like movie correspondent. You know, he just he wrote he he was in the industry for years and years and years. By the time this goes live, it will be over. Did a trial mm-hmm. of Disney Star Wars in nine parts, and I'm talking like these these podcasts are like a couple hours long a piece. Sure, and there are people who are. They have nine counts that they're trying them on. Yeah. And they have a defendant and a prosecutor both of like, this mm-hmm. is where they can be people trying to defend it. And I say trying because they're not doing well. <laughs> yeah. It should be winding down here in the next week or so as we're recording this. By the time it goes live, they'll all be there. I highly recommend you, if you want to add a movie podcast, you know, something you know, to, to, to your podcast listening, I highly recommend Film Threat. Okay. Because the people who are on there are not just, oh, I'm a fan. It's like, no, they've all either worked in the industry or around the industry or, you know, went or and or went to film school or any number of things. Yeah. It's not just, and they get some really cool interviews on there of like directors and actors and stuff like that. Because again, Chris <laughs> Gore been doing, doing this since the 80s. Yeah. So it's one of those things he had connections. So, I highly recommend the Film Threat podcast. They also have a YouTube channel, and they actually the the pod what winds up being the podcast. Yeah, they actually do a live stream on YouTube first, so oh, you can actually go okay. and watch it live when it's happening. Gotcha. You know, it's like twice a week or something like that, and it's usually I think it's like I think it's Wednesday and Friday. And they, of course, they get to see stuff before anybody else and they talk about it and they will do spoiler free stuff. And then when the movie's out, they're like, okay, and now we're going to talk about it, (laughs) you know, that kind of stuff. So it's well worth it. But it does, that does tie into this because it is one of those things where it's just a look, we have to discuss what Disney has done to Star Wars after having so much hope. (laughs) You know, that was the, you know. And the fact that they, they wiped out the EU completely. Yeah. You know, just completely. Now, you know, like you said, we have seen Grand Admiral Thrawn brought into, you know, we have seen actually there's been a couple of, if not the exact characters from the EU, at least really close approximations of them in a couple of different, you know, Disney Plus moves stuff is essentially, you know. Um, but no Mara Jade. Yeah, well... That who uh, yeah and that's all right we're not gonna get into that that is a character that should have been brought in especially considering and yes I know it's gonna be controversial when I say this what they have done to those movies why not bring in this already established strong Jedi woman yeah that already has several decades of history behind her that the fans love rather than trying to... Who just happens to be a redhead. Yeah. Rather than trying to bring in a British, dark-haired, waif-like woman into everything that just so happens to look like Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. 
let's be honest, every one of those characters that they've tried to push in this stuff that all look the same is a reason why. It's because Kathleen Kennedy is trying to insert herself into these movies, okay? It's even the same with the new, well, with that fan fiction that's called Indiana Jones. Notice who it is, what she looks like. Oh, I haven't seen it. You've got to have seen the the trailers nope. for it or anything. I haven't watched but trailers. Yeah, same thing. It's, it's funny how this always keeps happening. That's what, that's my rant. Whatever. Take it for what it is. But, yeah, you already had such well-fleshed-out, beloved characters that you could draw from. Why go and create new ones when you can use the ones that people want to see? Yeah. You know, and then and then you can bring new characters into it. Start them off as side characters and then try to work them in. Well, Marge but that's not the only decent character from No, the I know. There was universe. a lot of them. I know. The, so. the rogue um, smuggler that she was working with and his ship were, mm-hmm. they had some great characters on that ship. I know. I believe that me. Could it's been, been a long time since yeah. I've read those books, but I remember absolutely loving them. Like, couldn't put them down, you know, because the first couple of books were already out whenever I yeah. discovered them. So I read Heir to the Empire and then Dark Force Rising mm-hmm. back to back and then had to wait because, um, what was the third book in that called? Oh, Renee would kill me right now because I can't pull the title. Last Command? Is that what it was? That sounds Yeah, I think correct. it was Last Command. Uh, having to wait because it wasn't out yet and having to buy it in uh, hardback because yeah. that's the only way you could get it. I'd read the other two paperback and I had to like buy the hardback for it. It's just like the hardcover and, uh, and like, and just like pouring through that book, Yeah, uh, you know, just like staying, like literally like falling asleep reading it. Yeah. You know, I was just so in, you know, it's, Oh, how does this thing end? You know? Yeah. And so I know we've kind of really gotten off of return of the Jedi here. And we well, really have it's not just a bunch of Muppets. And you know, and of course there is that famous, from Clerks, you know, it's of all that. It's just, you know, yeah, it's just a much. I have many times called this movie The Muppets Take Indoor. Uh, all right, let's discuss something. That's kind of funny, actually. Yeah. I haven't heard you call it that before. Uh, let's discuss something. Because, again, I was watching it last night. Okay. The Forest Moon of Endor. The Forest Moon of Endor. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are we talking about? We're talking about the forest moon of Endor that is going around another planet, and they actually named the other planet at one point during the movie. No, they did not. Yes, they I did. paid very close attention. The Emperor actually. Because the Emperor they keep talking it. about Endor or whatever, and they keep referring to it as, they keep referring to the forest moon. That's all they keep. They never say the forest moon called Endor. They just keep talking about the forest moon. And then they every once in a while will insert of Endor. Which I'm pretty sure the <laughs> Emperor names the planet that I I did not catch that. And I was listening when I was rewatching. I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna try to put this to bed one, you know. It may have been, and I just missed it again for the umpteenth time in the last forty years. But I did notice that several times uh, Imperial commanders, like on start the star destroyers and stuff, kept talk, they they never they never said indoor. They just kept talking about the forest moon, is all they kept saying. The moon orbits Tana. Okay, the e- is that actually Equanese word for indoor's host planet? 
Okay, but is that actually mentioned in the movie, or was that brought in later? No, the emperor actually mentions it. Okay, in the movie. I missed it again. Forty years later, I missed it again. But that has always been one of those. Is it the forest moon called indoor? Is it forest moon orbiting indoor? <laughs> and actually, I think he refers to it as Saria. I don't. Which know. it's it's connected. I wasn't to paying close enough attention to it. But it's that connected just, to Saria and Baruka by a hyperspace. Yeah. Room. Well. But the moon orbits Tana. Okay. So it's the forest moon indoor that orbits. I really the in, gas planet Tana. In rewatching this, because Tana was the planet they were having to get around the Death Star around so they could shoot okay. it indoor. Like I said, I could have missed completely, but it is if because if you remember it was that, you know, how how long is it going to take us to get around the planet to be able to actually shoot the Death Star off at and they had that whole countdown. I don't know. I obviously was not paying it cuz it was one of those things that yeah. I in my head canon it's always been one of those things that the the new Death Star, because the the shields, the 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 generators for the shields were op- were located on the forest moon, and so in my head that meant that it had to be close by, yeah, always. So if you're going, I don't know. I, I've probably overthought this way too much, to be honest. <laughs> so it's <laughs> probably, uh, and I'll be also one of the things I'd be honest about. There were several points in the movie last night where I was doing a lot of other stuff besides actually watching the movie. Wait a minute, I might be wrong. I might be thinking about the first Death Star. In the first, yeah, in the first, they they were waiting because the Death Star was coming to. Um, See, I'm tired and I'm getting Yeah, confused. I think that's what you're... you're right. I'm I think thinking the first one. Yeah. yeah, because when they come out of, out of hyperspace, yeah. they're right there. You're right. I mean, that, that you're right. is... I'm you know, wrong. Yeah. I'm wrong. You're right. Yeah. You'll say that again? <laughs> I know it pains Why? You got it recorded. <laughs> I do my new uh, you, my ringtone. <laughs> you're going to have to get, get it because you're not going to get it very often. Um, yeah, I, I know. It's... it's the empire with building their death stars. I just, I just repeatedly, <laughs> like, you know, we, we built a death star. Oh. They blew it up. Let's build another death star. They blew that up. Let's make a death star out of a planet. Yeah. Oh, they blew that up. Yeah. I'll tell you one of the things that I do remember after seeing return of the Jedi mm-hmm. initially, again, I was nine years old and I remember, I don't remember, I think, having some discussion maybe like with my my mom obviously and then I think my aunt Cynthia and then my cousins you know they were you know kind of mm. stuff and talking about oh you know the, the emperor was killed and Darth Vader died and you know all this kind of stuff and I remember my mom very specifically saying you know they could make more movies because think about all those people that are in those star destroyers that are still up there mm-hmm of the kind of being the, and me at that young age, however, whether it was nine or 10 or whatever, being like, I didn't even think about that. You know, in my head, they were, they were just all captured or killed or whatever. Yeah. Cause we did see some, but there you're right. There was a whole lot of, a whole lot of ships up in the air. Yeah. When the Death Star was destroyed, that wasn't destroyed also, you know, 
So, yeah, and then, of course, once again, you get to the Timothy Zahn stuff, and then you're, yeah. oh, okay, that's the whole, that's where, ha- that's, the yeah. remnants of the empire. Exactly. Plus, you would have all the outpost and right, research right. stations and all of that, yeah. Well, the empire had been around for so long. They most definitely had, yeah, they had stations everywhere throughout yeah. the galaxy, you know, so... Yeah, you just because they won that battle, kind of like with the first one, just because they beat they blew up the Death Star initially didn't mean that the they Empire won. was gone. Yeah, you know that just meant that that one station was gone, and so yeah. All right. Anyways, I guess we're probably getting off in the weeds on that, but you know, it was a good ending for the trilogy. Yeah, you know, you got that. And again, this time, I really, more so than any other time that I've seen this movie, appreciated Luke getting Vader off of the Death Star and back down to the indoor, or the planet, the forest moon, whatever we're calling it. It's indoor. And essentially having his Viking funeral. Yeah. You know, I mean, in a certain a way, you know, and staying there and then showing up to the celebration and you have everybody there together and he wanders off and sees Obi-Wan and Yoda and then Anakin. Yeah. You know, as Force Ghost. Old Anakin. Old, yeah. As Force Ghost. Yeah. And... You know, then Leia comes over and is like, hey, you know, what's going on? And it was kind of one of those things where he's kind of given that like, yeah, I got to go back over here now. Hmm. You know, and then that that last that last scene that you get is all the core people together. Yeah. Which is something we never got in the, <laughs> in the sequels no. at all, you know. But yeah, having all of that, the very last scene of the movie. Is all of them right there together? Yeah, they wrap everybody up in a nice, neat, yeah. tidy little. Bow. And it's like, no, this is how this is how you close out a trilogy. Uh, you know, yeah. a, a, you know, a, a story. You know, so yeah, I I really did. You know, I've not given it that much shit over the years, other than the Ewok. You know, I don't even really hate them so much. You no, know? it's just like I said, it just kind of felt different. They're better than the Pogs. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of felt different. That's the only that's why yeah. that's always been my biggest gift. It just does not feel like the other two movies. They they got enough movie money to make the movie they want right. the way they kind of wanted to make at it the time, they, yeah. And they didn't have to rely on ingenuity and oh, well, we mm-hmm. don't have enough money for this, so we'll figure it I'll out. I'll tell you one of the things that I don't like probably the most out of all of it. And I know that like every one of those movies, especially those first three, you had some kind of planet that was extreme. You had Tatooine with yeah. the, you know, the sand. You had Hoth. Hoth. And then you have Endor with these the four, these thick forests and yeah. stuff. It is very obvious that they are in the Redbird National Forest yeah. <laughs> in this thing. It doesn't feel, it does not feel out of place in this in our world no. is the problem with it. That's probably the biggest thing. It's like, oh, they're in Northern California. Yeah, exactly. It feels like you're on Earth rather than those other things do not feel like you're on Earth at all. Yeah. You know, so that that has a lot to do with it as well. But and, you know, there's also some as much as I loved the um the Imperial Guard, you know, the red. Yeah. They're a little too slick. You know, and like even like the shuttles, you know, the the three wing tr- the shuttles, you know, the transport yeah. shuttles, they're a little too slick. As opposed to what we've well, seen previously, you they're know? also high empire. I, sure, they but, are. They're high empire, so they're going to sure, be a little bit. Slick. But they just they just feel a little too slick. Now, I did like I I always have, and I always will love the ATSTs 
in this because, you know, we saw them in on Hoth, barely. We saw them, like, running along next to the Adats. Yeah. But that's it. In this one, we actually, that this is where they came into their own of, like, oh, no, actually, those are pretty cool vehicles, yeah. you know, uh, the chicken walkers, as you like to call them. So I will forever love that scene during the battle when the Ewoks let go of all those uh, those trees. Yeah. stumps or this tree of and it stumbles and, and, and falls and it stumbles and falls that has always been like no dude that's good yeah that that is a little insert that they could have cut but they kept in there and it works so well, well in this story when they release the two logs and, and crush, it, crush it that's good too. yeah that's yeah, a good one too i know and, and there and there are some missteps there's a they get a little too uh emotionally manipulative in a couple of places, yeah. you know, especially the two the Ewoks running through and then the explosion happens and one of them dies and the other one, you know, like goes over and like yeah. starts petting. And it's like, that's just emotional blackmail is all that is. That's uh, and it's George Lucas. I get it. He's trying yeah. to sell toys and make you care for these characters or whatever. But that, yeah, that those, but not like cooking a pog. Oh yeah. By and large, though, I really, I did. I enjoyed this movie a lot more than I was expecting to when I sat down with it. I really was expecting to sit down and be like, oh, God, this is just going to add to the, this is going to make me hate this movie. Whereas I've always kind of been like, eh, about it. This is going to make me hate it. And I can't wait for going, I actually kind of like this. It's okay. It's still third on my list, you know, uh, of of the original stuff. But that's not a bad place to be. Yeah. Anything you want to add in? I know I've talked a lot here, so it's. A- I've just been letting you go. <laughs> it's kind of what we do. We we, we we caffeinate me and let me go. So it's. <laughs> it's kind of like wa- watching a train wreck run off the yeah, rails in so. some ways. But. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I we I didn't mean, talk about the bikini. Okay. I'll be honest. I. I know that has been iconic over the years. Mm-hmm. Okay, for forty years now. When I was that age and mm-hmm. a little older you know princess leia was you know was was my my favorite you know she was i mean when i say favorite i mean she was like oh i, I love princess leia this you know if she's pretty she's you know all this mm-hmm. kind of, you know i thought you know i thought she was pretty and this and that and all that kind of stuff not completely understanding a lot of the stuff that <laughs> Uh, that was starting to develop in me, you know, like kind of stuff. Oh yeah. But it's funny because like as time wore on afterwards, I really found myself not, I mean, I always liked Carrie Fisher. Yeah. But she most definitely was not my type after growing out of being, you know, know, a a kid, you know, and rewatching it again here, I was kind of like, I found nothing sexual or alluring about that because it's more of a you really understand what's going on there okay this is uh, i'm afraid there might have been some stuff that happened off camera here that they didn't talk about because good i'm glad they didn't okay this is <laughs> with java come on he's a guy's a he's a you know he's a gangster so i mean it's a um but i wow <laughs> Wow, you're really kind of reading into that. Well, song, I don't huh? think you have to read very hard on that one. That's uh, <laughs> that was a. Uh, there was also a, a joke in one of Kevin Smith's Clerks comics that he did in the 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 ninety. Right, the, I think it was the late nineties, early two thousand okay. something, where Dante and Randall are trying to get in on the um, uh, the secondary market for um, 
Star Wars figures. Okay. And, you know, they're, they're going and they're like trying to like, you know, there's this, there's the shipping clerk at the local toy store who's controlling who gets what, you know? And, yeah. And of course there are figures people want whatever one of them. I wish I could remember exactly what it is. He's like, all right, I've got a case of, uh, Jabba totally did lay a, a figure here or whatever it is. It's just like, <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> It was, of course, it was oh. Kevin Smith's humor, you know, and like yeah, all these yeah. crude, you know, it's like, but that was just like, even before that, I was like, I think there was something else going on here that was underlying that, you know, the kids obviously didn't get back then, but the, the older, the teenagers and adults were kind of like, wait a second, uh, do we want to talk about this? We don't want to talk about this. We're not going to talk about this. This is, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would just, I would remember like, and there was this funny because like, Something that really caught me in rewatching this, mm-hmm. when they're making their escape, yeah, when they're out on the the skiff, you know, on the, yeah, and on the barge, and you know, when Luke gets over and he frees, or you know, uh, Leia gets free, and he was like, you know, he's like, you know, telling me like, point, point the cannon at the deck, you know, yeah, and she goes over and like, and I know that I noticed this before, but for whatever reason, it caught me last night of like. There's a lot less to that outfit than I remember mm-hmm. being because you see a lot of leg and thigh. You know, I mean, you're, it's nothing, again, it's nothing like perverse or anything, but it's just like, I don't remember, obviously the nine-year-old me didn't catch all this, but I was like, wow, there's a lot of flesh on, especially up the the leg and the thigh. And Dave's a pervert and over here like, yeah, you can't see it. But can believe I, me, I was, <laughs> I'm just sitting over here listening. You're making, uh-huh, it's, it's, it's the look on your face. That's the No, uh, what are you talking I think about? You're, you're telling without knowing that you're telling. <laughs> but it's it was just one of those things where like it really kind of caught me, like sure. watching it where I was like, yeah, I saw it different at 49 than I did at nine. You know, where it was like, hey, that, that's that's a lot of flesh. Like that's for a Star Wars movie, that's an alarming amount of flesh, you know, just kind yeah. of a, but again, like I said, there was nothing, you know, there, there was nothing perverted about it or nothing, you know, I, I would think untoward. It was just kind of for me, like I said, as a middle-aged person being like, Oh wow. Okay. It is what it is. I know they've tried to erase that in the years since, you know, and especially since Disney bought it yeah, and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, you know what, whatever. You're still going to have people showing up to conventions dressed in that. Some people who really shouldn't. And I'm talking about some of those guys that show up dressed that way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and this and that kind of stuff. I get it. It's funny. Whatever. But that has just never been one of those things where, like, I remember, I know you probably know this more for your wife than anything. You know, there was a, an episode of Friends when Ross and Rachel were like first yeah, together. Yeah, I've heard people talk about was like, this. Yeah, you know? and. And she was like, oh, is there anything? And that was his fantasy was yeah. the, the metal, the bikini, you know, and she shows up at the end of it dressed that way. And there's a funny tag on that we'll get into. But it was one of those things that even I remember like seeing that initially back in, what was it, 95, 96, whatever it was, whenever that aired. And being like, really? That's a thing? Like it never, you know, I was in my early 20s at the time. And like, I was like, wow, that's never been anything I've really ever thought about. You know, that was just kind of, that was something from my childhood that, you know, um, wait, are we talking about Jennifer Aniston? I'm talking about the bikini, that metal bikini in general, but it was Jennifer. Aniston. It was Jennifer Aniston dressed in it. Yeah. I may have a friend's episode. I need to watch it. Yes. Go watch that. Please do. And then report back to us. 
Okay. Why is that? Just do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. But yeah, like I remember like that and then like, you know, of course like Chandler and, and um Joey, you know, when they were she asked them about it, they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's always that's, that's every guy's fantasy, you know, whatever. I was like, again, like I said, I was in my early twenties when that yeah. that aired and I was like, That's never been one of those things for me. You know, like I maybe I don't know. Because again, I associated that with being nine years old <laughs> as opposed to, you know, whatever. I get it. I guess, you know, if you were a little older or something, whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. We're kind of getting off in the weeds here. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I would... One of but these it's, days... It's got an I anniversary, would, though, right? This year was the 40th anniversary. 40th anniversary, yeah, okay. Back in May was the 40th. And, uh, which I can't believe it's been 40 years. I mean, that's just 40 years since that was released, you know? Yeah. Don't and, say that again. Well, it's true, you know, and that's, and it's not from, it, it doesn't make me feel old per se. It just, no, it makes me feel old. It, no, for me, it just makes me wonder where the time went more than anything else. Well, yeah. Maybe that's the difference is like, I don't rarely do I ever feel genuinely old old every morning when i get up my well, knees let me okay know that i'm old outside of the fact that my body tells me yeah. that i'm not young any longer on a regular basis there is almost never and when somebody says oh you know realize that this is the whatever anniversary of whatever thing you know it's like i don't feel old when people say that when somebody brings up this for 15 years since the dark Knight was released, that doesn't make me feel old. Yeah. It just makes me wonder where the time went and why it feels like that was just a few months or maybe a year or two ago, rather than feeling like it was 15 years ago or 40 years ago or whatever that number is. Yeah. That might change as I get older. Who knows? You know, but that's just kind of the, for me, that's kind of how time passes in my mind. I'm sure it's different for everybody. Yeah. So, so now that we have rambled for a long time, um, around everything around return of the Jedi, we talked about return of the Jedi quite a a bit. bit. We got a, we got off, we stayed mainly on star Wars (laughs) for the most, for the most part. And we did get a little off here and there (laughs) better than some of our other episodes about stuff where we talked about the topic for about 10 or 15 minutes. And then it was just whatever after that. So, (laughs) yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, um, obviously if you're listening to this, you've, you've pro- more than likely you have seen this movie. Okay. I understand there are some, some people that I never believed actually existed who, who are our age who never saw Star Wars or any, any of them. Uh, yeah. And I'm just like, I don't understand that, but okay, fine. Whatever. You're weird. Who hurt um, you? Yeah, exactly. Who it's hurt like, you as a child? What happened to you? And even people who have seen it, there are people who don't like it. And I get that, Once too. Once again, who hurt yeah. you? You know, that's... What, what is wrong with you? I've never been a big Star Trek fan. So, you know, that's... Um, I don't hate Star Trek. I just... I'm just not that big a fan of it. I never have been. So, if I'm going to watch... This doesn't surprise me if I was, If I were going to watch Star Trek part of the franchise, it would be the original series. Because I did watch those growing up because my dad really liked them with oh, the yeah. reruns. So, but, like... The Next Generation, I watched some of that, some of it. I loved Next Generation. I was a it big Deep Space Nine guy. I was I was always a Star Wars guy over a Star Trek. 
I always was. And I knew I didn't have to like choose between the two. I liked just both. Star Wars was a thing that appealed to me. Star Trek didn't so much. I, I never hated it. It's just not my I thing. I liked so. both. I watched both. I never got the people that loved one and hated the yeah, other. I, I was like, what? I know. I why, why, what's wrong with both? Why yeah, can't you I, have both? You can't. That's the thing. Because people are always trying to draw lines about you're on that side, I'm on this side. And it's just it's Well, that's just dumb. It really is. Except for people that like boy bands, you're just dumb. <laughs> we don't like whatever, you. whatever. Uh, oh yeah, that's you, right? I yeah, forgot. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. I will close this out on a boy band if I have to. <laughs> we'll talk about disappointing endings. Uh, so yeah, um, now that I'm trying to get the segue back into closing this thing <laughs> again, uh, yeah, go check those out um, if you can get your hands on a non-special edition version of those movies, I suggest you do it. Yes. They are still available. You can. I've, I have run across those DVDs at used media places several times over the years. You can go to eBay and find them. And there are also more nefarious means of finding them out there. Um, but I suggest doing it because, I mean, if you like... The originals are better. The... Yeah, they are. If you like the the special division division, the special editions. Uh, no, you said it right the first. The time. divisions, the, the special, special divisions. divisions. Yeah. If you like the special editions, at least you're watching something close to Star Wars. You know, uh, better than the other stuff that's come out for the most part. And uh, just enjoy Star Wars, man. That's all I can say. Just just chill out and enjoy Star Wars. It's okay, you know. And um, embrace your inner geek. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> embrace your inner geek. Do or do not. There is no try. So it's uh, no. Just do. Yeah. No. Just so do. since we can't find a segue out of this for the Project Gen X podcast, I am Alan Smith, along with I'm the other guy, Big Dave. Oh man, make sure and um, go. go in and and make sure and subscribe and then go and rate us in whatever your podcatcher of choice is. Please. We really appreciate that. Please. And join our Discord. All the information for our social media and all that kind of stuff is in the show notes. And I know what we're going out with here. Oh. And it's going to be cool. So, once again, I'm Alan Smith. We're doing this again? Mm -hmm. I'm the other guy. And we will see you next time. See you. Even though I'm not as cool as him, I still want to be a man. You're exactly the kind of all the radio.